Are you thinking about kicking sugar in the new year? What about that sweet tooth? Welcome to Duster Mud Podcast. Today we're going to go over what we do about our sweet tooth. We've been eating ketogenic diet for almost five years. And we like to eat sweets too. Yeah. So we're going to discuss the different types of sweeteners that are out there in the world, along with the different products that we have found that work for our diet. If you want to know why, stick around to the end. We'll dive a little bit, not too deep, but a little bit down into the science of why did we make the choices that we made as far as sweeteners are concerned. The three main sweeteners that we use in our house are stevia, monk fruit, and erythritol. Yep. The reason we use those three sweeteners is because they are naturally occurring in nature and they are listed as keto-friendly. Why are they naturally? Where do they come from? Stevia is a leaf from the stevia plant. Mm -hmm. uh, monk fruit is a fruit. And yeah. then erythritol is a sugar alcohol that is produced by the fermentation of starch in the United States, typically cornstarch. Gotcha. What about that? Uh, was it xylitol? Yeah, xylitol. It's a naturally occurring like erythritol, except instead of fermenting starch, with xylitol you ferment hardwoods like birch. They get sugar from wood? They do. <laughs> oh, it's like maple syrup, like I maple guess. Syrup. Huh? Exactly. Wow. Yeah, but th okay. the difference is that it's fermented. Got it. So maple syrup actually causes a glycemic response. Right. Where the sugar, the fermented sugar alcohols don't cause Okay, let's response. get into that in a minute. Okay, that's right. That's okay. Right. So we do like to eat sweet things. We have been keto for five years. And behind here, I have on the table some of the products that we really enjoy. Again, no affiliation, just our experiences. And this is how we deal with our sweet tooths. Yeah. Let's start with this. This is probably our most favorite thing. Splenda Stevia Liquid. Honestly, these things right here that are, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, these squirt sweeteners are all very similar. They're super sweet. The difference to me is the flavor, the yeah. after, the, the taste of them. Yeah. And I think that's personal preference. Try the different brands and do which one you like. Yeah. And we do use a plenty of it if we want to sweeten our tea or our coffee yeah. or our yogurt. We will put this in there, uh, but they're all they're all pretty much equal in their nutrition. There's zero calories. This one's made of stevia, and the this one is made of monk fruit. The Lacanto is made of the monk fruit. Yeah. But they they're all really good. But they just have a different flavor. Yeah. What do you think about these? Lily's chocolate. We <laughs> we enjoy the Lily's chocolate. Mm -hmm. We don't eat a whole lot of it. But during those times that we really do want something sweet and are craving chocolate, mm -hmm. we go for the Lily's chocolate. And the reason is because the sweetener used with, with Lily's is erythritol. When we're baking, we typically use an erythritol mix, either a pure erythritol or an erythritol stevia mix or an erythritol monk fruit mix. Although it doesn't act exactly like sugar, so some of the like true bakers don't don't necessarily think, <laughs> well, it's not quite right. It doesn't yeah. brown exactly right. For us and our baking needs, like if we're making chaffles, yep. is typically the 
a, a cheesecake. You know, we have keto cheesecake recipes, chaffles. Homemade ice cream. Homemade ice cream. On the homemade ice cream, which one do we use? The Swerve Confectioner's yeah. um, sweetener. Yeah. I, I was about to say sugar. You're, yeah, not sugar at all. <laughs> Uh, I think it's just all erythritol. Yeah, and the alcohols. the Swerve, it has a a granular, a confectioner's and a brown, mm-hmm. a brown sugar uh, um, replacement basically, and all three of them to us give you the same flavor profile as sugar. Right. It may not bake um, exactly the same, mm-hmm. but it does have the same flavor. Now on the erythritol with the sugar alcohols, there is there are conflicting opinions about what it does to your inside your gut. And some people will say that it's not healthy. And some people say yes, it is or just use minimally on all of these things. And that just comes down to preference. We understand that everything comes with its pros and cons. Every single substance comes with pros and cons. Yeah, like like a lot of the things that we do, especially when it comes to eating, we use a good, better, best approach to the decisions that we make. And as far as sweeteners are concerned, for us, best is don't. Yeah, don't use any of them. We don't have to have sweet things in our life. No. It, sweet is not required to sustain life. No, it's a pleasure. And so when you're... And we, we like it. When you're looking for that... We step away from best and, and go to and go to better, better, right? And for us, better is stevia. Right. Um, there are studies that show that not only is stevia a naturally occurring zero calorie sweetener, there are studies that show that it doesn't cause an insulin response, and in fact, may actually help increase insulin sensitivity, which is the opposite of insulin resistance, it may help your body as far as being sensitive to insulin. So stevia is better. And then if that doesn't work, like if we can't find stevia in the manner that we're looking for it, like confectioners, Mm -hmm. then we go down to good, which is one of, for us, one of the naturally occurring sweeteners. So either monk fruit and yeah. your erythritols, your monk fruit, stevia, erythritol. Yeah. Right. Uh, we, tr- we do stay away from the artificial sweeteners. Now let's get into real quick, if we can, the artificial versus the natural. What makes them artificial? They are made in a lab. So, so what have they done? What have they taken? Like, give me one. What have they done and what have they done? So taken and what t- have they done to it? Take sucralose. They took a sugar molecule and they chlorinate it and it just, and it changes Wait, stop. it. stop. Stop. Chlorinated it. Yeah. They add chlorine. They add chlorine. Yes. And it changes that molecule such that now, although it still looks like a sugar molecule to your body, it can't actually process it like it's sugar. It doesn't know what to do with it. Correct. It can't. Why isn't that just hmm, poison? No, not poison. Not poison. Generally regarded as safe. Generally recognized. Recognized, that's it. As safe. Generally recognized as safe. Well, that is a label that the FDA uses. Yeah. G-R-A-S, grass, grass, however you want to pronounce it, is generally recognized as safe. According to the FDA, if a company submits a thing to the FDA and the rats didn't die... The during the company's studies during the company's own studies, FDA doesn't do any studies. 
then it can be recognized as safe, but they really, really, really don't know. Well, there, yeah, there are differing, uh, differing levels of uh, research that, that, <laughs> that they do in yeah. order to, or when they submit their studies to the right. FDA. And I, I think especially on the initial ones, there's typically not a whole lot of human study done right. when they submit it. Wow. Yeah. It's mind boggling. And it's so confusing. So in order to prep for this chat that we're having right now, we sat for several hours yesterday combing through the NIH listed journal studies. And pretty much what we boiled it down to was this is the most confusing and frustrating subject to try to just nail down, make me a graph. Is this okay or is this okay? One study will say it's okay. And another study says it's not okay. Yeah. It is so confusing. So that's when we have to get down to the good, better, best natural or lab and just narrow it down for ourselves. Yeah. <sighs> Y'all, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> anyway, so keto approved, keto approved, what is... The, some of these things say that on here. What does keto approved mean? Most all of these say keto approved. Like um, the FDA did that? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. The best I can tell is it is a label that you put on it that identifies that it does not have cause. A, it's not high. Response? It's not high on the glycemic index. Okay. So, so the it, glycemic index is a, an index from zero to one hundred of what your body, how it raises your blood sugar based on the, the thing that you just ingested. So pretty much what it's boiling down to is, does that substance have sugar slash, is it a carbohydrate? If it does not have the carbohydrates in them, which would raise your blood sugar slash insulin, then it can be deemed keto-friendly. Correct. Okay. Most of them are natural. Okay, cool. Natural's good. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that the ones that we use have the keto friendly label on yeah. it and they are natural. Yeah. Yeah. If you're liking this, would you please hit the like button? Uh if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That would be awesome. As far as the science then goes, the insulin response to each individual food. So this to me um is where I got the most frustrated is that um, you can you can find glycemic index and the glycemic response mm -hmm. for a lot of foods, yeah. pro probably all of them. I don't know, but what you can't find is the insulin response. And there's a scientifically they generally just link the two. They say here's the glycemic index, thus your insulin response is commiserate with that glycemic. If index. you've put sugar in your mouth, if you have eaten something that is a carbohydrate or a sugar, you have an insulin response to that because the insulin is there. It's a hormone that is there to handle the sugar that is in your bloodstream and get it out of it and into cells. That's right. Okay. So let's pretend that I don't eat any sugar. Wait, that's real. Yeah. I don't eat any sugar. How, what response is my body having if I eat something that is sweet, because I know my brain is telling me 
is te- my brain receives, hey, party up in here. Yeah, this is where the research gets um, not just confusing, but conflicting. So there are research papers that say different things. Here's how we act. Here's what we do. Here's why we've chosen the sweeteners that we choose. First. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Uh, the, the best research that we can find says that as soon as your mouth tastes sweet, your body starts producing insulin. It has to. Whether or not, right? but whether or not there's sugar involved. Oh. So as soon as there's a sweet taste in your mouth, insulin is a hormone and your body starts, your pancreas starts producing that hormone. It's starting the digestive process. Right, you said right. party up in here, right? Right, right, so right. So right. <laughs> as soon as you get that sweet, then your body starts producing insulin. Okay, mm-hmm. in a say normal um, a an apple, a fruit, your body you taste the sweet, the sugar, then you ingest it. Your body starts to digest. The insulin does what it does with the sugar that you've just eaten, mm-hmm. and what the insulin does is the insulin is an escort basically and it escorts the sugar molecule into the cells and the cells will accept those sugar molecules until they're full so it can go into your liver or your muscles Mm -hmm. and it goes in as glucose the insulin escorts that glucose into the cells until they're full when the muscles and the liver are full when they say no more glucose here and the brain some of it some to the brain, brain. then the insulin then escorts it into the fat cells. Because there's too much. We got to put it somewhere. When there's too much, it goes into, that's where your body does with the excess glucose, is it fills up the fat cells. Mm -hmm. And whereas the muscle and the liver, it says full stop, Uh the fat cells don't, they just accept it. So that's that you're now storing excess energy. Right. So the insulin is... Basically, the fat cells are in a receive mode whenever there is insulin present. Okay, so I have now just eaten, let's just say something with this stevia liquid. And so maybe my brain said, party up in here, and some insulin comes out. Yeah. There's nothing for it to do. My body has to... Right, so in that case, the you have released the hormone in preparation for... Sugar, sugar for glucose uh-huh. and there is none okay in the case of stevia your body as it starts to digest says mm, there wasn't actually any sugar and so it shuts off the insulin production okay and it and fairly quickly the insulin then leaves your bloodstream okay so in the case of some of the other sweeteners though now's where you start right. to get into some more conflicting research some of the other sweeteners especially the one that i talked about sucralose uh-huh. you taste sweet and your body says sugar and it starts producing the insulin mm-hmm. when it gets into the digestive process right. your body says sugar Unlike the stevia, your body says not sugar with the okay. stevia. Okay. So with the sucralose, the molecule, so the molecule to the body is different enough that it recognizes that in stevia, in stevia, and in other some of the other ones, it and, recognizes and that this is not the, even close to the right molecule, That's and right. we don't use this for energy. Yeah. It, with with the sucralose, though, it's so close to sugar, mm. right? It, it's only like one little tick away right. from from 
sugar. Right. Your body continues to say, ah, ah sugar. sugar. And so it continues so, to produce the insulin. So one part of the body is saying, sugar is going to produce the insulin, but the, at the cellular level, it recognizes the fact that come, it, this isn't sugar. That's right. There's nothing I can do with this. That's right. So because so the, now I just have insulin. So now the insulin can't actually bind to it because right. it's not sugar. It looks like sugar to your body, right. but the insulin says this isn't sugar. I can't actually bind to it. But because your body thinks, you know, in the digestive system, the digestive system is saying sugar, and yeah. so the insulin continues to be produced. Wow. And so now you have insulin. F- basically free-floating around right. in your bloodstream. And this is when you can get to, when this happens consistently mm-hmm. over long periods of time, now this leads to insulin resistance. Okay. So right. th- what, that, what happens there is your cells stop listening to the insulin. They're cr- they've been crying wolf too much. Yeah. There's been too much, hey, we have sugar, we have sugar, we have sugar, and there's not any, there's not any... There's That's not right. any, there's yeah. insulin, insulin keeps trying coming in and not bringing anybody with it. That's right. And so the, then mm. what ends up happening as your body gets insulin resistant, right. now your pancreas has to start pumping out more and more insulin, like right. five to seven times, depending on how resistant you're getting, five to seven times the normal amount of insulin that you would produce. Right. Your body's having to just up the insulin higher and higher and higher until it finally, it can lead to... Your pancreas just saying, I'm I'm done. I'm out. I'm not, I, I can't do this right, anymore. Right. I quit. And now we're at type 2 diabetes. That's right. Got it. Yeah. So among other reasons, but that 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 is a that can be a contributing factor. Right. Got and it. And so for mm-hmm. a for a ketogenic lifestyle, what I talked about with the what the insulin does to the fat cells, right? So especially if you go back to your why, why are you doing a ketogenic lifestyle? And if that why is weight loss, Mm -hmm. if there's insulin in your blood from a weight loss perspective, you're not burning fat. Right. The insulin switches the fat cells. It turns them into a receive mode. So anytime there's insulin in your blood, you're not burning fat. Mm -hmm. Insulin goes out of your blood. The fat cells say, okay, now... We can start giving energy. Right. Now your liver can start using the energy from your fat cells, and it uses that to produce ketones. Now well, the byproduct is the ketones. The byproduct is one of the byproducts it's is ketones. ketones, which your body can use as fuel. Right. So if your if your goal is weight loss with your ketogenic lifestyle, mm-hmm. then in order to get there, the fastest, the bestest, however you however you want to look at it. Most efficient? The most efficient, you would want to keep your insulin as low as possible. Right. And although even just tasting sweet <laughs> is going to cause an insulin response, you want it to go back down to right. low or none as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. And so it, mm-hmm. that's how you can get yourself back into that fat-burning mode from a weight loss perspective for your ketogenic lifestyle is to get the insulin down, keep it down. Mm -hmm. And then the lower your insulin stays, the more insulin sensitive you become. And with that, your body is quick to turn off the production of insulin. Your cells are very, very sensitive to, okay, the the, the sugar's gone, the reason, the glucose is gone, the reason that we were having insulin is over now. Mm-hmm. Your body can turn it off. You're sensitive to the insulin. Right. And so the longer you keep your insulin low, the more sensitive your body becomes to it. It's the opposite of insulin resistance. Right. Cool. 
I, one of the things that I came to as we were as we were really researching it was your body is really really cool. I oh, mean, it's amazing! It is doing some amazing stuff when it comes to digestion, and especially with some of these newer um, sugar alcohols, the studies just aren't there. They haven't done the double blind, randomized, whatever human studies no. um, on these things. And from again, from what I can tell, it's fairly difficult to test an insulin response, and that's why they use glycemic index. Or the or your glycemic response for most things, and while important, it also isn't the whole picture, as mm -hmm. we talked about with the sucralose. Right. right. Okay. Well, if you're ready to kick sugar, these are some of the options that that you have, and that's what we do, and why we do it.